What are you waiting for? That's my question for you today. You know, we have this bad habit of thinking that we know what's on the other side of tomorrow. When in reality, you never know when you're going to be taking your last breath. Just think about that for a second. So now I ask you, what are you waiting for? Podcast. My name is Dion Williams, aka Dion Does, and I truly believe that we were all created in the image of the ultimate creator, and therefore it's in us all to create. And this show aims to help you and I both level up in this four-dimensional game of life so that we can go out and create for good, whether that's for ourselves, our family, the community around us, but all of this a part of a generational vision of a family of creators coming together to be the difference. Creator family, welcome back to the Creator Podcast. I love you guys. Appreciate, again, I might say this every episode, but I appreciate you guys. So much love and support around this thing. It's humbling, man. Really, really, really cool to see. But today, I got a simple question, man. I'm not trying to keep you. I want to get in and get out here. All right, let's try and make, I'm going to try to make this one short and to the point. I have one simple question for you. What the fluff are you waiting for, man? I want to talk about a sense of urgency. Now, this was something I definitely picked up from my mom uh, and even my older brother is just this sense of, of not panic or hurry or even desperation, just urgency. You know what? I didn't even plan this. Let's, uh, you know, we talked about definitions last episode. If you didn't, definitely check that out. The definition of urgency, importance requiring swift action. I like that. I like that. The second definition, an earnest and persistent quality, insistence. I like both of those. I like both of those. And... <laughs> And I think I know where I get it from. You know, I grew up with a single mom. And her and my dad actually got divorced three different times. So there were there were times that my dad was in the house. And I don't know that that's good or bad. You know, he's actually, you know, he passed away some years ago from cancer. You know, and we'll talk about that in, a, in another. We got so much. That's why I love this thing. We got so much to talk about. I got a lot I want to share with you guys, but yeah, he passed away and it wasn't until, you know, a, maybe a year or two before he passed away that we really started to get close. And I had, I was able to open up my heart and forgive him for a lot of the things that I was holding against him. He was really good at beating and cheating on my mom. And so, you know, and I'm a mama's boy and I, so I didn't like the ninja for a lot of my life and I held a grudge and you know there was times when he was in the house where it wasn't all bad and it was good and you know he would go to my football games and and stuff like that and and I I I I, he was my dad and I wanted things to work and I tried to make things work but deep down I I just I held I always held something against that dude and I, I remember there was time I remember a time distinctly that I was chasing him around the house trying to hit him with a golf club because he got in my mom's face. I was like eight. And as I got older, he never really beat on my mom. You know, he was just more into the cheating and stuff. But she would tell me stories. And a lot of times before my little brother was young, it was just me and her. 
And when she was sad, she would talk to me. And she was like my, she was my road dog. And we just, you know, when you're broke, like you go through so many, we have so many broke stories. And we'll just, we'll just randomly, she'll, she'll text me like, you remember this? You remember when that, that, and I'll be, little things will remind me of things. And so it's just, we were so close because we struggled together. And with her being a single mom, I just always saw her moving with urgency. Like when there was an opportunity, she would move on it. And she was just always trying to make things happen, sometimes working multiple jobs. And, you know, she did her best to be able to afford things like keeping me in sports. I was always playing sports. That was her thing. She was like, I don't want you to even have time to be on the streets. You're going to be doing something, soccer, baseball, football, basketball. Like I did all that growing up. And I just, I, I never, ever saw her fold or give up no matter what was thrown her way. She just had this way of, of just showing up every day and making something happen. And she always had this sense of urgency. And I think she did a really good job of instilling that in me and my brothers. My older brother, younger brother, they're both the same way. And I've watched this be a difference maker in my life. And I realize that all of us don't have the same type of upbringing. And and, and there's pros and cons to a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things I had to overcome because of how I grew up. I didn't see a lot of abundance. So I was around a lot of lack and scarcity. It took me a while to kind of understand that. But then also just growing up broke. If you're in that situation, it, it does something, man. It builds character. It toughens you up. And to be honest and transparent, there's sometimes I wonder like, how do I make sure I get that in my kids? Cause they're spoiled, man. Got their little iPads. My daughter had an iPhone. I think she got it when she was like six or seven. Like they're just, I don't know. Like I've even talked to my wife, like maybe we just need to not pay the light bill. But I wish we could just do it in their room. Like, can we not pay that, their portion of the light? But like, let them struggle, suffer a little bit. They're spoiled and they're light skinned. So they soft. Like I just, (laughs) I just want to toughen them up sometimes. Like I said, there's pros and cons and, And sometimes when people have a lot of things handed to them or they're just in a really blessed situation, sometimes there isn't that sense of urgency and they and they struggle to turn that on. And I've seen it over the course of my life and even in my students, like the sense of urgency is a huge difference maker. I actually want to share one of my favorite quotes from Jim Rohn from you guys. And it reads, without a sense of urgency, desire loses its value. And that, like, think on that for a little bit. Without a sense of urgency, desire loses its value. So when have you been fired up about something, motivated, inspired, and you really desire to make something happen, but because you don't take action, because you put it off till tomorrow, and then it gets put off to next week, and then next month, and the next year, Nothing happens. And that's why I'm always doing things to reward taking action and urgency. Oftentimes for students and people that will buy things, like when when you've already taken that step and you have a sense of momentum, I like to reward that. Maybe I offer discounts and one-time offers. Like I like to reward movement and, and taking action. And if some of you guys could develop a sense of urgency, 
you would really start to see the, the world around you change in a positive way. And, and when we look at our creator frame, our faith, relationship, energy, economics, we can have so much more urgency in every area. I actually want to read the definition of urgency. for It's a cool definition. Importance requiring swift action. So I don't want you to get it confused with sloppiness and um, panic and just moving fast. Because the reality is that you never know when you're going to take your last breath. We think we know. We have an idea, right? Like we have plans for tomorrow and things that we want to do. But so did Kobe Bryant. And I think that's what shook us up so much. Everyone that was struggling with that, because it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we thought we knew how it was supposed to go from him. Like, we knew he was going to be older and sharing all of his wisdom and be around. Like, he just just wasn't going to die. Like, we thought we knew that. And it was a shock to the system. And I and I don't want his death to be in vain. I want you, the one good thing you can draw from that is it waking you the fluff up and you having a sense of urgency. So growing up, I think it was definitely my mother and my brother that helped me with that. And then as I got older, man, my wife and her health. Like when we got married, she was healthy. There was no problems. Like we never could have seen her living the life that she's living now. And so we made, we had so many plans and goals and aspirations and dreams, and we still do. But none of our planning had her having days where she wakes up and she can almost barely move. Or she's in excruciating pain crying. Or us being out of town and we got to go back to the hotel because she's flaring and she's not feeling good. Or days where she can like barely even hold our son up and watching her walk to the bathroom, she looks like a like a walking dead zombie. Like, it's crazy. Like, we didn't plan that. We didn't see that happen. We didn't see that coming. And life has a way of just sprinkling in a little bit of chaos. And things don't always go as planned. And so a sense of urgency today could be what saves you tomorrow. Again, I have so many new students and so many people coming to me asking like, yo, Dion, how do I get set up, man? I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to get on Instagram. I want to start a Facebook. I got to start my blog. I've been, now it's time to write that book. Because Corona hit and I got to be home, man. Like, I, I don't know if my, I'm going to even get my job back. How do I make this money from home? Well, my answer is, I'm well, one, I'm glad you, you, you're open to that and you want to take action now. But for you that were thinking about it last year, that was the time you should have started. And you'd be set up for today. Now isn't the time to run to it and think a miracle is going to happen overnight. No, it's a business. You got to put in work. And so you you might not be set up for this situation, but you could have been. And that's what that's what I want to sting for the people that have been saying, oh, I got to start the business. But it's it's been three years and you you've been dancing around it. Or maybe some of you guys are like, man, I got to get my health right. Uh, But, you know, I'll start next month or I'll start next week. What if you start to get a pain that you ain't never felt tomorrow? And you go to the doctor 
And it, it's similar to, to like me and my wife. Well, me and my wife have gone through with her health journey. Something that starts so simple. And then it's escalating and evolving. And then there's some really scary terms being thrown around. Right? What if that could be prevented today? If you were to just change your diet or start exercising a little bit more, what if that saved you from that really scary doctor's appointment? I know you say you want to get to it and you like, yeah, I'm going to get right with God. I know. Shoot, probably when I'm like 30, I'm too busy running through these females right now. And I know God ain't, ain't a big fan of that. So I'm going to wait. I got time. Uh, what if you don't? I just think about that. That's, but what if you don't? And and just seeing how quickly her health situation has changed, that's that keeps me moving with urgency, man. One more, and then I'm gonna get out of here. One more thing that keeps me really fired up in that area is, is my dad, right? So he passed away of liver cancer. Like it started in his liver, moved to his bones and his lungs, and it was really sad. The way that he died, like I always use the word deteriorate. That's what it seemed like. Just like when he, by the time he died, like he looked nothing like I knew that man to look like growing up. And he was never sick. Like when I was growing up, he was never, I I don't even think I ever saw him go to the doctor. I don't remember him like being in bed with the flu. Like he just wasn't sick until he got sick and it killed him. Right. He went in. They initially told him he had the flu. And then so he went back home and he wasn't getting better. And then uh, I think they actually called him back. And they're like, whoa, hold up. This test came back. It ain't just the flu. Come in. And I don't remember the exact timeline. I'll have to ask my mom. But I think it was like it was like months, months after that. Thought he had the flu. Then months later, he's gone. And I was the one and I have I have this picture that I took. It gets me emotional every time I see it. I And, you know, we had been working on our relationship, and it was actually crazy to see where we started and how many issues I had with him and to the point that, you know, you fast forward, he gets the diagnosis. I was the one taking him to all of his appointments. And so there was this one appointment, man. Ah, it's getting me. Uh, for those of you guys that have seen my setup in my casita at my house, I have, like, a lot of pictures behind me, and I almost put that one up there, but it, it does get me sad, so I put a different picture up with him. But he was just laying on the bed, and just how he was laying, he looked just real sad and weak, and he wasn't able to move as much. And I had never seen that man like that. And I I, I forget the exact age he was when he died. I don't, I don't want to say the wrong one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask my mom, but... He left so much on the table, so much more he could have done, uh, you know, definitely struggled with the drinking too much. And I think that's a big part of what got him. But he had so much more to give and he could have done so much better. I Granted, he I don't think he got dealt the best uh, the best hand of cards. You know, I think he definitely got a tough hand and he he was doing his best with what he knew. His dad didn't set him up for for success very much, but. But that always keeps me moving with urgency, man, because you never know. Like, I could wake up just feeling a little bit off tomorrow, and that could be the start of something. And I'm not trying to scare you, so I don't want you moving in panic. I don't want you moving in fear. 
But I want you moving in truth, in reality. And this world is set up to distract you from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. And so I'm here to wake you the flow. See, I'm fired up. I'm hitting my desk. I'm here to wake you the fluff up and let you know, like, yo, whatever it is, that business, that relationship, get a sense of urgency because you never know when you're taking your last breath, all right? So let's start this descent, man. It's not good enough for us to just know. We got to put some feet to it. That might sound weird if you're brand new, but what we mean by that is you got to take action. So it's not good for you to just be fired up and hear me like, yeah, man, I hear you. I got to be a little bit. I got to move with some urgency. Yes, but it, it, it does nothing if you just get fired up and you're motivated and you're inspired, but you don't take action. So putting feet is putting feet to it is putting it in motion, taking the next steps. Okay, so across the creator frame, look at we look at, we look at your faith, relationship, energy, economics. In those different areas, find just start with one right now, and you can do this multiple times, but find one and find find an area where you have a desire. Remember, Jim Rohn said. Without a sense of urgency, desire loses its value. And maybe some of you guys have already experienced that you had this desire to start the business, to ask her out on a date, to get your your finances in order, to get your health in order. But you didn't follow it up with urgency and it kind of died down. It kind of slipped. So find that area. All right. And I want you to make a three-step plan it requires you to move with urgency. So find at least one step that you can take as soon as tomorrow. Even better if you could do it today. It's a first step. Maybe it's making that call. Maybe it's buying that book, buying that course, enrolling in that program, signing up at that university. Just something to, to, to get you in the game, okay? And then add a step two and a step three and stick to it. And, and I want those to be three powerful steps so that when you finish those three steps, you're already in motion and you have momentum and you just got to keep that up. But we got to get that urgency back, all right? That is the difference maker. I love you guys oh so much, man. Please get this into your soul. Listen to these episodes over and over again. Go back and re-listen to them because the more you keep these on repeat, and the more you're challenging your current way of thinking and you're adopting that mindset of a creator, the bigger, the more power you're going to have when you go to create in these situations of your life. If you don't like what you're seeing right now, you need to build up that identity as a creator so that you can see it through abundance and see what you can create instead of being a victim, looking at it through lack and scarcity. All right, let's get some urgency, people. I love you guys. Please, freecreatorcode.com. I had to drop the beat on you. Free creatorcode.com that's going to give you the code that we live by with as, as this movement of creators you can get this code 100% free you can print it out put it on your phone your desktop read it to yourself constantly and the more you do that the more you're going to see things start to change around you i love you guys i will see you tomorrow god first god bless <laughs>